All right, let's do this. Are you looking at notes? Uh, I mean, I have them up when, you know, whenever we need it, just for, for outline purposes. Hmm. But okay. welcome to the first episode of Together in Thought. I'm your host, Jamal, joined by, by my beautiful co-host, wife, lover, partner in crime, Bonnie. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Taylor Marshall. And let's just jump right into it. Uh, we're coming off. Uh, first time in a while going out. We had an amazing time. My coworker Adam, aka Low Groves. You can find his music everywhere on Apple Music and Spotify. Um, I went out last night to help him record some videos for him to post on social media, and we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first time in a while going out at night, <laughs> and it was a great time. I felt like I was in a movie for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I said that this morning. Yeah, we don't. If we go out, like we don't go out, go out often, but when we do, we prefer not to go out at night mm-hmm. just for safety preferences or just preferences in general of me yeah. becoming just more accustomed to sunlight and just like seeing things. Yeah, definitely being more daytime get together people mm-hmm. <laughs> like what there's only so much that you can do at night anyway. So that's definitely it. Um, but it was nice. It was it was um it was definitely a very wholesome night. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it like I felt the the whole example of like I felt like I was in a movie was not the glitz and the glamour. It's more like it's just those folksy movies where it's like go out to have burgers and listen to music. It was just a great time. And you know, I personally would like to go out more often than we do but it just comes at whatever season we're in of me trying to save money i got a nice position that gets paid well and you starting a remote job um so now we're we're kind of acclimating to our new system in life of now making enough money to now save and invest in our home and to even go out occasionally and, you know, when the debt goes down and the income increases, now increasing the frequency of us going out. But us also being in a new state and not really having reasons to go out. Mm-hmm. Like back in New York, we have friends and it's kind of easier to try to make plans, but make have friends to do those plans with. But back in New York, we didn't really have the finances to do things. Now that we're in North Carolina... We have all the stuff in the world and nicer weather to do things and all the money in the world to do things, but now not really having the friends. So that's why now becoming friends with my coworkers and having reasons to go out and make and doing the small things. I think it's just depending on where we're at. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So we're trying to get more people to move down. (laughs) So come on now, family Mm -hmm. and friends. Um. I feel like we talked about this already, but like what other or you kind of like mentioned it, but what other reasons do you feel like limit us from wanting to go out at night or for you not? So there's like different reasons, safety, uh, comfort levels, all that stuff. But yeah, like people assume in your 20s, you're just 
what are you trying to go to sleep early for? Like we're young, live your life. What do you think is one of the things that holds us back from like going out past 9 p.m. in my 20s? No. <laughs> like, I don't think anything holds us back. I think it's just decisions. Not wanting to. Not holds us back, but you not wanting to. The yeah. thought does not being appealing depending on what the circumstance is. Like I don't want to get to a function and it's past a certain time. Yeah, and it's just time management. And for us, I feel like I have, there's so many things that I want to do. And that starts at night, which leads into a great morning, whether I'm feeling tired or energetic. So if we start going to the gym at five in the morning again, then no, we can't be out anytime past nine because we have to go to bed and wake up and do the cycle over again. And I know that can be like, okay, but now it's the weekend. It's a Friday night. It's a Saturday night. But as we talked about, um, or as I like to mention that, you know, being an employee, the weekends never truly, to me personally, never feel like an actual break or freedom because, okay, I worked Monday through Friday and Friday night we go out and then we wake up late Saturday. Okay, now it's like, so for, we can even use today, for example, waking up at 11 a.m. and starting eating breakfast, brunch at noon. Now we kind of have 12 hours or mm-hmm. just five hours of date, solid daylight. And we try to figure out something to do on Saturday. Uh, we record a podcast on Saturday, right? And when we're whenever we're done, it's like late afternoon-ish evening type thing. So... Um, now it's like closer to dinner time or we can probably try to figure out some, but say we went out again. Mm -hmm. I know we can stay up late Saturday, but then I kind of don't want to wake up Sunday late because we didn't even include probably like some chores. Like if you want to do some cleaning or run some errands, like we don't have time to grocery shop throughout the middle of the week. Sometimes unless it's, unless it's, it's an emergency, um, but then either Saturday or Sunday is the chore cleaning day, grocery shopping thing. And we're too busy focused on Sunday that oh, I got a whole nother five days of work. So that's kind of like with me of, mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to, even though I know it's the weekend and we can stay up, I want to stay up at least doing something productive or. I was going to say we do still stay up, but so you're coming at it from the the viewpoint of we get up early and during the week, you know, we get up at like five ish, five a.m. More so on the weekends because people say, okay, on the weekends, what about then? Like we don't get up at five a.m. on the weekends, yeah. like usually. And for the past few weekends, you and I stay up late, just doing whatever, you know, like getting into our own stuff, like me with my art and netflix and whatever right um so it's interesting that you come at it from that lens which is also important like yes if we prioritize the daytime and i have to get up early why am i gonna go to a function at nine ten o'clock in the night it's like you can't help but think okay how long am i gonna be here if i'm just here even just two hours that means i'm not leaving your house until like midnight Mm-hmm. maybe if i stay for at least two hours so then i'm not getting home till you know whatever but for me 
I'm coming at it because mentioning that we do still stay up late, even when we're home, you know, that's not, that's not necessarily the issue is staying up late. Um, for me, I'm coming at it from a couple of different points Two, two specifically. One is, I'm trying to think which one I want to go at first. One is prioritizing people and time, right? So in general, not always, but in general, our most valuable time really is not spent at night. Like mm-hmm. unless you really are just that type of person that you're just, that's your schedule, you're up late and that's when you get the most out of your time. Yeah. Like that's your lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the lives that we live in, this, I mean, the people around us for the most part, because the people around us get up at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning for work. <laughs> so if you have to be up that early, you're up during the day that's your peak hours right Mm -hmm. so if we value people and time what value are you really getting out of regularly trying to spend time with people late in the night Mm -hmm. because i'm not at my peak like mentally and energy wise right and i think a part of it is um Like sometimes we as people in our society, like we just we're just trying to like numb ourselves to life and the responsibilities of the day and work and errands and all the stuff. So a lot of times people are getting together at night and it's really just to like be in each other's space. But we're kind of just drinking and getting high and, you know, like it's just kind of numbing myself to what's really, you know, to life for a moment. But are we really getting together to like actually spend time together to actually have conversation i'm not assuming that i'm not saying that that's everyone's um goal like to when they get together but that's typically how in my short-lived season of hanging out at night and going out and partying and stuff that's really all we're doing it's not actually genuine valuable time spent together yeah for me if we're gonna get together to bond have a, a date night with our friends or you know, have a game night, whatever that may be, have dinner together. The earlier we're together, as much as we can, you know, six, seven o'clock, we're having, we're maximizing our time together. I'm more awake. I'm more alert. I can have conversations with you. I, you know, are, I think of how like most of our in serious conversations are not had past like 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night. Cause your level of being able to think rationally is down naturally if that's around the time that you usually go to sleep. It's just, it's just normal. And for you to not acknowledge that is like not acknowledging your natural human norm, you know, norm. Mm -hmm. So we talked about it where if I get somewhere at 10 PM, it's impossible for me to really be in that moment. I'm, I'm honestly thinking about, when am I leaving? Because even though we're not going to wake up 5 a.m. on a weekend, I don't I don't want to wake up in the afternoon on the weekend because I feel like I still want my morning. It may not be at five and I'm not going to give like make a set time of seven or eight. But again, I just don't want to wake up at 1 p.m. on a Saturday because I feel like now on my Saturday, I can't just help help but think, dang, I only have this much to do on this one day or one of the two days that I'm not at work. So yeah, I feel like you can, 
it's hard. I'm not saying it's not possible and everyone can live how they want to live, but it's hard for me personally to enjoy myself at night. Mm-hmm. Not and not just enjoy myself cuz again, we are home and we're not going to sleep early whether I'm playing video games with my homies or you're drawing and that's it's like you so um I like what you said about energy and not being like your best cognizant self. Mm-hmm. I think us playing video games or chilling at night is where we can literally physically handle that, like that capacity. Yeah. So that's why we may, we may not be sleeping, but that doesn't mean we're running around at home exerting energy. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is very low maintenance and low effort at night. Yeah. And Loki, like side point on that same point, I Loki feel like, it's kind of putting it on the back burner back to like relationships and prioritizing people that we care about. I low key feel like, dang, what were we doing all like, what you doing all day that you got to meet up with me at night? You know what I mean? Like we can't do a 3 PM, you know, <laughs> like why am I the last thing on your list <laughs> to get together? Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. Um, and then of course the second thing is like safety. And again, like I'm not, opposed to being out later even depending on the circumstances staying at family's house that day, night sure yeah and then we we go out maybe in the evening and we get home later you know we get mm-hmm. home past a certain time or whatever but we were out earlier mm-hmm. it's just the time extended or whatever you know so i'm not opposed to to doing things last night we were just out and it was a wonderful time but when you're regularly like my my red flags just go up. Like my my uh mm. alert just eh, what are we really doing? So getting together so late. I just think there's more opportunity for things to go wrong. There's more opportunity for things to for people to kind of act up. And and again, that's just normal human behavior. Like I think it's unwise to think that that's not a factor mm. at all, you know? More tricky things happen at night not that they don't happen during the day but the chances are higher at night Mm -hmm. so that's where i just kind of i'm good (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i'm good at home let's go out for brunch let's go out for you know what is it sky zone during the day or something like and then let's just go home (laughs) yeah and that's with i try not to let that get to me because obviously growing up going out to play ball at night um we're at courts that had lights um going to the movies late used to be a thing i know when i became over 18 and had a vehicle and i uh just went to the movies by myself i would like to i like to the best time i like to go to the movie theaters is during the day even and you get that feeling of um i can't remember the word of just like when you lose track of outside time because now when you're in the movie theaters you're in the dark watching a movie I like going to the movies when the sun's out. And then when I leave the movie, the sun is not even setting still. <laughs> like it's dumb bright out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, I remember like back in the day, going to movies at night was the thing. Um, so even just me changing certain activities, I just, I don't know what it is. I used to really do like the dark, even though mm-hmm. I still like my moments of the dark. Like I like my house to be dark. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind editing in the dark, uh, you know, us watching movies in the dark. I'm not saying, like, 
we're scared scaredy cats and all our lights are on at all times mm-hmm. but when i'm outside i like to see things yeah um especially when i um i didn't have glasses when i first started driving and i don't recommend doing mm-hmm. that um if you have impaired vision please wear <laughs> something even me i wore broken glasses just because i knew that it would be better for me to see with these impaired glasses um but if you drove at night without your glasses there's like a huge difference like when i drove through the day i may not be able to read the street signs but i can see like the the symbols of yeah. things the outlines of things but when it's at night it's just something about being at night and i, I don't know without just me growing up being a punk but there's just a huge difference between day and night and I, I feel like we could go on and on about that i couldn't relate to your driving without glasses experience at all day or night i can't see <laughs> i can't i'm just i'm just not gonna do it i'm not leaving my house if i'm blind wrong. sun up sun <laughs> right it doesn't matter period, <laughs> period. um but yeah, and you mentioned being younger and like going out to play ball at night or, you know, going to the movies at night. And not that, I mean, you were younger, but you still had the freedom to do whatever it is that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So living at home and so did I. But I feel like there is still that connection of being younger, whether you're in your teen years or early, early 20s, 21, 20, 21. And you're still trying to go out at night because I feel like you have less agency over your time. Like... You're in school, and then if you're a teenager, maybe you're trying to, like, sneak out so your parents don't see you. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just making stuff up here. But I do feel like there's more of a connection where at night, like, being a kid and going out at night, you kind of feel like you have more authority over your time. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's the excitement of going out, the novelty of just, like, Oh, we feel like we're grown, you know, because we're out and no one's watching us or whatever. And now as an adult, it's like you can literally do whatever you want. It's like those TikToks where it's like you're an adult. You can literally set up your home the way you want to, mm-hmm. like obviously given money and time and stuff like that. But you can free up your you can create what you want with your time and with your money. So it's like why limit yourself, mm-hmm. you know, so. But anyways, um, I don't have anything else to say on that. <laughs> so segueing, unless you had something else to say. But no, we can, we can segue. jump back into that night. And um, like you said, it, it overall was a great night. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam did great. And, you know, when he first asked me, hey, uh, how much would you and herbs charge to record record some videos and i'm just like bro just get me a ticket and i'm i'm there just because like just pay for the ticket fee and because you know i'm i'm a big supporter of creativity if i have a friend that says they want to start a podcast that they want to start a youtube channel that they make music i am a huge advocate and you know i have my i try to balance it out where I'm such a supporter that I'm willing to sacrifice my own time and creativity to help you. So then I try to just be more on the 
advisor side that I can tell you guys what what to use, what to do, how to do it instead of me being like, oh, I'll do it for you. But if it's one of my strength things that I can do, which is like video recording, then I'm always down to help because I know how uh, tedious video uh, videography can be. So I was on board just helping and I had a blast and that was the first time me hearing him sing live and it was amazing. Like he's actually a really, he can actually make it. Mm-hmm. And just from talent, I know the rest is um why he wouldn't make it. It would be because of um the step that he's taken it sent. Um, hence why he asked, you know, me like me and um perps to record him is that he's trying to get better with social media so that would be the only reason why he doesn't make it is lack of um marketing purposes. But he and just clearly he clearly has the talent yeah. to be not just an okay artist, but like a tremendous artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Um, the first time we're, you know, we go out and we saw him perform live and it was the first time being here and watching uh live music like that and it was actually a really great experience not that i didn't expect him to be good but like i don't you know i don't know so um it was a pleasant surprise that they were really dope and i agree like there's something about supporting other creatives that i don't know being in that space and seeing other people vibing out in in what they enjoy and Mm -hmm. what their craft is is just like amazing to me especially if they're good (laughs) like (laughs) you know just adding that in there but um like it reminds me of uh soul but like the movie soul and when they kind of like get caught up in their zone i forgot what it's called but like when people get so caught up in um is it not called zone hmm? is it not called zone i don't know maybe it is but in the movie Soul, it made it like it was a bad thing. Like, people get too caught up in their own thing that it's, like, maybe it turns bad. But for me, I really enjoyed, like, I really want to see more live music and concerts together with you. And just, like, art in general. Because last night, seeing, like, the the other guy on the strings, like, Adam and then the two um, other musicians... And the other guy on the strings and then like, you know, when they would get hype, the hair flipping and stuff like, you know, dancing on. It's called on stage, the flow state. The flow state. Um, you know, like dancing on stage, getting excited. And I'm sure sometimes that can be very nerve wracking to perform in front of people even still. But when you get into your zone, when you get like submerged into your art and you allow people to view that, when you allow people to see you in that space is just amazing to me you know um so I just felt I felt like the whole experience was awesome and that it's awesome to just genuinely be supportive like again I don't know them personally but to be there and just like jam out and it was also a wholesome space Mm -hmm. like I've been to spaces that have just been like you can tell people are just there but they're not really there they're just there to just drink and smoke and have sex like that's it um you know like I'm downing bottles of Hennessy because I'm literally depressed and I just need to get drunk and 
not trying to judge your circumstances, but there's a difference, like, as I've said to you off camera, Jamal, in going somewhere. And even last night, like, having a drink because you enjoy your drink versus downing a bottle of Hennessy because you because you don't enjoy it and you're just trying to get through the the bottle of Hennessy to get to the the drunken state, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. Um I think that's just fair to acknowledge. And last night I felt like it was wholesome, you know? Yeah, the lights were down, but it was just it was fun. You could tell people were there to enjoy other people's company, to yeah. enjoy the music, to enjoy the art, mm-hmm. to enjoy the drinks you know like to just enjoy their time out like it didn't seem like there was any you can just tell so that was a really nice space because i always feel uncomfortable in certain i know immediately like i go into a room and i'm like uh we're not here for the right reasons we're not here for the same reasons y'all here for something else and i'm just here to have a good time um so yeah it was nice um yeah i wonder i should ask him was he nervous with us being there because he's done this before Mm -hmm. hundreds of times he's been doing this for a while um but there's something obviously different when you have friends there uh like for me if i play basketball and you know if you're there or some other guys that i know that are good at ball or watching me play ball like there's like a little different showing so i know he's used to performing in front of crowds but i wonder if it's like this is the first time that his coworkers are mm-hmm. watching him perform. So I should ask him and because that would be me. And I like how you talk about being in that flow state. And I feel like when you're in there, because I've been in a position of performing on stage and I have people that know me that are there. Um, I think once you're in that flow or in that mindset, you have, you forget it's like how i said in the beginning of this podcast or at least when we prayed in the beginning of when we first start the pod it's always feels a little bit awkward you know with the introduction and the uh forgot the word but the formalities Mm -hmm. of introducing a podcast but then when we're in the middle of a conversation i try to make it as authentic and real as possible where i'm not trying to focus on segues or anything i'm just trying to focus on what you just said and bouncing Mm -hmm. off on what you just said yeah so i think it's just being in the middle just start just starting the train and not worrying about like the different stops on the train um but the energy in the room was good and it definitely shed a a um a hope in me changing my uh overcoming or overcoming my fear of being out Mm -hmm. and the safety aspect of it because you know the news or other podcasts and all this unfortunate things of like people getting stabbed or all this or robberies and uh characters just being out at night i kind of makes me don't want to be out kind of makes me do extra research it's not funny but yeah (laughs) makes me do extra research on the venues that are being played at. And like you just said, the venue was great. And he told me that's like one of his favorite venues. Like it's a very nice, intimate space and um, the area is cool. But yeah, I want, I want to, I told you before, I wanted to go see uh, Mac Aries perform here. And 
he the music he makes is neo neo soul so it could be also depending on the crowd right if it's a uh little wayne concert there the odds of you, you gotta say the odds of you being with some characters are high <laughs> It, it is what it is but like okay. if i'm going to like an r&b show yeah i'm not saying all r&b people are sweet but i would like i would like those odds better yeah with an r&b show so with mac aries performing i think it will be a cool vibe mm-hmm. but then i kind of don't want to be around people who are acting unruly which i don't know why would you act unruly against like nice soft drums right but like if i'm going to see yabba smith like what are you doing acting a mess there like what are you what are you really doing like i want to i'd rather deal with drunk white girls than drunk black men to be <laughs> keeping a honey with you. careful anyways <laughs> uh, um no you're just so i laugh because <laughs> it's not funny but i'm just like i'm a homebody we're both pretty much homebodies we have gone out we've had great experiences um and we are looking forward to going out uh you know a lot more but one of the thoughts that crossed my mind is like, I'm barely out to begin with. Mm-hmm. If the one time I'm out, something pops off, like if we were out last night and something happened, I'm like, out of all the times, out of all the times, like this could have happened last weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not funny, but it's kind of funny because it's like, dang, my chances of something happening are drastically lower because mm-hmm. I stay home. But that's not really a good reason. It's like, you should still go out. I mean, I think it's a great reason. No, it, it, like, I don't, I said it last night. I don't, we've created a great space for our Mm -hmm. home. And we're still, you know, developing. We're still, like, making tweaks and building our space, building our home. But, like, the, the general feel of our home, of us, like, together is just so chill and cozy and like we're free to do this and like spend time together but then there's we're just so free to just be in our own zone together and it's just great like I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything I don't feel like yeah I I do want to go out more or I want to go out less or like I just am so content right now so no I don't think there's a problem but because we do want to go out more and do certain things and go to certain concerts and go to certain events. There's, you know, we got to put ourselves out there more. And I think it's not, not smart for you to look up spaces and look mm-hmm. up events and venues before we go. I don't think that's the problem just to not let the fear hold us back. Like mm-hmm. the fear part of you that encourages you to do your due, your due diligence and do your research is fine. It's just, for us to not let it hold us back. Yeah, like I like I really love where we are in North Carolina. Obviously, my anxiety would probably probably be higher if we live somewhere in like California, and I have to worry about streets and what streets belong to who. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely am fortunate, and I try not to let other people's, and I think that's what I've done. I let other people's fear be projected onto me, of going outside and being outside. Hence, and I'll tell you this before, racism is very real, right? And us being in North Carolina, there are races in North Carolina. But where we came from, New York, there was races there too, right? 
but I personally personally never experienced blatant racism. Mm-hmm. So people probably have been racist to me on the low, all this other stuff, but I never had anyone call me the N-word or uh, threaten my life or harmed me because I was black. Um, but I did find myself in moments letting other people's perspectives that I know that that had happened to make me be fearful being around like white people and stuff like uh, I would just daydream random scenarios of uh, going out to like a comedy club and then like a bunch of white guys just jumping me out of like I let other people's experiences make me feel unsafe Mm -hmm. and again that that doesn't mean we just completely let our guard down but I feel like I've jumped to the completely other side of the spectrum of being afraid to be out so yeah and creating these stories like that can happen with white people it can happen with black people it can happen with Hispanics people like it's just you know it's kind of like we create these narratives that some spaces are more dangerous than others Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's real and sometimes it's just made up stories in our you know and the white people we met out here in North Carolina are all great wonderful so wonderful and again, not say- saying they're not out like there's not racist whites out here but you know i do try to stay away from areas of me bumping into them like when we went to uh a couple months ago when we went to this burger spot and it was very 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 obviously but they were uh, wonderful <laughs> like uh like a white person shack yeah and it was literally so that was interesting too because it wasn't just that it was literally like we stuck out and it's not i mean we stuck out Mm -hmm. it wasn't even just that it was that we couldn't even find it at at first because it was literally a hole in the wall yeah literally the door was like a door in a in like a shack house like you know it was a wooden like door you open it you don't know what's gonna be on the side it's not like there's a glass pane like Like, what's worse than going to a place that's like predominantly white it's going to a hole in a wall that's predominantly white and it's looked like it's been there for like 70 years like there's what cowboy hats on the wall because like it was just it was very like oh okay this is this is where we're at but then we walk in. Honestly, I almost walk right back out because I was I was lucky. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Lord! I don't think I know where I belong, and it's not here." <laughs> There's like a, a gajillion other burger spots, right? Like right now. that we can see inside and out. Like what's going on here? But then we walk in, and it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, and so they were mad kind, right? Even if it's fake kind, because I told you, I don't honestly. I know people want to try to force people to change or like mm-hmm. try to dictate other people's lives. Me personally, and I may sound ignorant saying this, I honestly don't care if you're racist. I just don't want to know. With comma, <laughs> you don't threaten me, threaten my family. Uh, all, like you can keep it under your breath, say it in your head. Mm-hmm. But if you, but if you even fake treat me with respect or treat me like a human being, and then like the moment I walk out that door, you can do whatever you want. You could talk with them of how much you hate me. But like, if you like respect me and don't publicly show how evil you are mm-hmm. again, that's to, I'm not saying that's okay. Like that's between you and God, but like right. for me, as long as you don't put harm to me or mine, yeah, do what you want. Yeah. We walked in other there. than and, harm uh, black me- people. 
a man stood up for you. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to sit here? You want to take my seat? Like, okay. Like, dang. Like, what? We were so confused. We were literally about to leave that spot. And then it ended up being wonderful. But, I mean, I I agree. I don't. So as you were as you were saying that towards the end, like that last point, Chef's Kiss, like that's between you and God. Because one of the things that came to mind when you said that is like, like I don't care if you're racist as long as it doesn't affect me and mine. And when I say mine, I don't just mean mean and my. I don't just mean me and my family. I feel. I mean, just don't do don't this to harm, any other. Yeah, don't yeah. don't like you might think whatever you want, but don't actually go out and act upon your discriminations and. Mm-hmm. you know whatever but the other thing i thought is like it's not just racist people there's people who hold hate in their heart that are more dangerous than just a racist mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever line on the spectrum of racism you lie on maybe you just would rather not have dinner with a black person ever in your life but there's people who will literally like kill someone mm-hmm. for i'm not even gonna go into that line of fire but you know what i mean like just hatred in your heart, period. There's people who have prejudices and hate. like, And it has nothing to do with race. It just mm-hmm. it has to do with a, a plethora of just different things. It can be race. It can be class. It can be whatever, you know? Um, as you kind of alluded to, like, even gang violence. Like, how is that more dangerous? How is that not more dangerous and racism or equally as dangerous as racism you know so at the end of the day whatever prejudice whatever racism you have whatever discrimination you hold in your, like whatever hatred you have in your heart that's between you and god and of course it can be dangerous i don't think we're saying like it doesn't matter at all mm-hmm. it just doesn't affect me if it doesn't affect me if it doesn't affect me that is genuinely between you and god because only god can see that only mm-hmm. god can really see your heart so mm-hmm. yeah yeah like don't make like you're pretending so well that I don't know that you're pretending to be right. nice to me. And it's wonderful. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and maybe you'll pretend so well that you actually change your prejudices. That can happen too. Mm-hmm. You know, people meet again. There's a, there's a spectrum of like, there's this whole line where you may kind of be racist. That doesn't mean you want to kill someone, but it may just mean you would rather not like share clothes with another black person or like, eat dinner with another black person or you know like you may just have this whatever prejudice within you people mm-hmm. have that towards different cultures yeah some people may feel like oh i would never eat from a hispanic person's house because i heard they don't wash their hands you, you know it's like a friend that let's stop no but it's not a, <laughs> but it's not a prejudice it's like a dislike uh... for certain spanish no but you can also have that too and there's a difference between preference and pre- like there's a difference because yeah. i can say i just don't like stir fried rice that doesn't mean that mm. i hate the people who make stir fried rice like there's different oh, yes okay that's what i'm saying you cannot like my food mm-hmm. that's fine you cannot like food like there's indians who don't like food from a certain region of india that doesn't make them racist towards you know or prejudice towards the people that just means i don't like your food mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't like yogurt in my food or something you know it's just so no that doesn't matter but the point is that i'm trying to make is even if you are prejudiced towards people, even if you do hold a, oh, I heard Hispanic people don't wash their hands, so I'm never eating from a Hispanic person because, ew, they're disgusting, you know? That's within your heart. But if you hide it so well, maybe you'll meet a Hispanic person and they show you that they're not, you know, that they do wash their hands. <laughs> it's just, I'm making up a scenario here, but 
sometimes life will surprise you. And I think we all low key have certain prejudices, regardless of racism. Even black people who are so, you know, gung ho, like we, how do I word this? I think sometimes we stand really strong together as black people and we can support each other, but to not realize that we ourselves can have our own prejudices and hate in our heart Mm -hmm. that we have to check and we have to be mindful of. Cause again, that's between us and God and we have to deal with that because it's, it does affect us. You know? I mean, prejudice, prejudice, our prejudiceness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. Y'all know what we're saying. Whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> y'all, y'all get it. Like, obviously, it comes. It can come from a place of... It doesn't have to be just from hatred, but a, it could come from a place of safety. Yeah. Right? Like... Yeah. From both races. I have both insta- instances when I was in the projects, and, you know, I don't like a certain... Like, certain people... If you're wearing, like, a hoodie... Certain and like character. And, like, you walking with, like, a certain way, I may f- have, like be on my guard if like if my back is turned for whatever mm-hmm. reason um this just happened here and um i was at a target and i saw in my peripheral a white gentleman with like dirty mcdonald's cups like stacked together so i'm not just gonna be like all right something's up. like i'm not just gonna be just ignore that i'm just like aware of a certain situation and little mm-hmm. did i know after i like slowed down and like this person walked in front of me I saw that he had his pants down to the middle of his thigh and he had his butt cheeks sticking out. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so in the middle of Target. So that's what I'm trying to say of like just being aware of like it's more than just like I feel like it's a combination. I feel like if if someone makes an effort for you to go against your prejudice ness, mm-hmm. I feel like then it becomes balling your court. So like if you see yeah. a black man that knows he's going to like a corporate space so then he tries his best with the fade and the like tie and the dress shoes he did everything to go against whatever you caricature that you make of him but because of just his skin alone you still think he's like very had like some hood mentality i feel like that's on you but yes if he came to the spot with like black air forces some hoodies and like just chains making a whole bunch of different noise then then again you that still doesn't dictate that he's a bad guy but then like okay you probably just have your guard up but that Mm -hmm. that but that having a guard doesn't give you excuse to disrespect somebody so of course yeah so again if this guy just you know was just chilling then i would probably wouldn't have thought anything but it was just like a a sign of things that okay I'm making a few suggestions that I'm not gonna act out of spite. Meaning, I didn't go punch the guy. I just why would you I do just, that? Why would but you that's do what I'm that? trying to say. People be like, "Yo, this guy's mad suspect." So, like, <laughs> let me hurt him before I he hurts me, mm-hmm. which is kind of like what a racist mentality is of yeah, like I'm gonna just harm you. Mm-hmm. But like, all I did was just change my actions that I didn't harm him. I just put myself out of harm's way right. that I can make a decision just in case someone maybe a harmful character yeah and i think you know perception does matter and mm-hmm. so like a couple of things 
knowledge really is power. Like knowledge and understanding really does lead to freedom because the more we understand and know about one another, the more freedom we have in being able to move and love and walk with one another. Um, But perception does matter. And as much as there are, there are so many things that we don't know about each other and especially different cultures and different ethnicities and things like that, different people groups. There are things that we don't know about each other and that doesn't make it okay. As you said, it doesn't make it okay for you to treat someone less than it doesn't make it okay for you to have hate in your heart towards anyone. It doesn't make it okay for you to act out of hate towards anyone, Mm -hmm. but we would be foolish to say and it, like it is a foolish way of thinking to just assume that perception doesn't matter. And the reality is we are geared as human beings to distinguish differences. And that is a safety precaution for us. Again, it doesn't make it okay to treat someone less than because they're different. But yes, if like we are stronger because of our similarities, our similarities, not necessarily because of our differences. When we understand and have a knowledge of our differences and we can uplift our like our um, uniqueness and differences, that's that's a different thing. Yeah. Of course, we can love on one another. And, you know, even in the Christian space, like we're all different parts of the body. Like you might be the eye. I'm the ear. You might be the hand. I'm the foot. You know, yes, there's differences a part of the same body. But when I don't understand what your difference is, when I don't understand what function you play, of course, I'm not going to trust it because that's human nature. So I think. Is my rope some feathers, but I think it's fair for people to be on guard with differences. And it's not really an indication of who you are as a person. This is just me acting on my own guardedness as a person you walk past my car my car's doors are always locked anyway when i'm in it but if my car doors are not locked and someone walks past i'm gonna just click (laughs) if i forgot um granted now i'm just in a space where it could be anybody it could be an old lady and i'm like click i don't know you you probably trying to kidnap me I i don't know you um but you know like even when i was listening to a guy talking about safety training and um he did classes on like gun training and teaching people like how to try to be in a better situation if you're ever in a dangerous position. Mm-hmm. Um, and he even mentioned it like when you're out in spaces, like you mentioned being at a target. Yeah. I'm sorry if you take it personal, sir. But if you come in here looking crazy, you're the anomaly. Like you're you're the standout in this crowd. Again, that doesn't mean we should all jump you. That doesn't mean I should stand you to the side and embarrass you. But that means I'm going to be looking at you because you have to. When you're in public spaces, when you're in spaces, you're not sure of who all is there. When we're in family, oh, oh yeah, that's just so-and-so. She's just different, you know? <laughs> she. But if we're in a space, I don't know these people. I'm looking for the anomaly. I'm looking for who stands out because you might be the person in here causing trouble. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that saved people's lives. Yeah. That saved his life in a position. Mm-hmm. You have to be, you have to lean into that part of you and have it be a strength, not a weakness. Cause when you don't lean into it, that's when it causes you to have stronger prejudices against people. Yeah. When you lean in and you try to make it a strength, you can say, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call you out because you're looking a little funny, but I'm gonna just keep an eye on you. 
and I can move more in love when I have more understanding and more knowledge about a situation as opposed to not having any knowledge, going in blind, and now I'm acting out of fear. Because we shouldn't act out of fear. Mm -hmm. Fear can just be a motivator for us, but we shouldn't act out of fear. It should be love. And love is the motivator to increasing our understanding, to increasing our knowledge. And I like what you said about being on guard because I feel like we should be on defense. And I think the problem is that people, a lot of people become on offense. And Mm -hmm. they just, like I said before, I got to harm you before you get the chance to harm me. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether you what like I'm not even I'm not gonna even let it happen. Yeah. So instead of um just being ready to react to a situation, they're just like, no, I'm a I'ma just be the stimulus before I'm not even gonna give you a chance. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather be here than you take make me not be here. So Yeah. Um I think we're doing better. And I think the more that uh we go out. Like, I'm still going to have a hierarchy of if the de- if the event can be as early as it can be, I'm going to still choose that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if, you know, sometimes when we see plays, some plays don't start until, like, 6 or 7. So mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. But, you know, as long as certain things, like, we don't have to go to the movies Friday night. I'd rather just go Saturday morning. So just discerning and still having – it's okay to have our preferences, but not letting fear paralyze us into – not being the social butterflies that we don't want to be. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. You have anything else? No, this is a great conversation. Get out there, folks. Highly recommend Saturday matinees over Friday night movies. Go check out my coworker, uh, Adam, a.k.a. Low Groves. We'll try to link his music in, in the description of this podcast. He's dope. Uh, Tay's been blasting his song, new song, Baltimore, every yeah. day, nonstop. It <laughs> just happened yesterday. It just dropped last night. <laughs> but yes, very good. Check them out. Uh, thank you guys for watching, listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.